support for this broadcast. And the following message are brought to you by Epsom Salt for Soaking. Had a long, hard day doing, you know, God knows whatever it is you're doing. <laughs> the grab some Epsom Salt for Soaking. Put your legs in it. Put your feet in it. Ooh, it's a little scratchy. What? You're supposed to add water to this crap? I've been doing it wrong for years. Live from WBED in Atlanta, this is The Application, the only podcast that sits in its bathroom because everybody's home and you're afraid to record in front of people. On today's episode, we've got a little bit of relaxing, kind of like that episode you heard a couple of weeks ago, but this is a little bit more natural. It's not forced. because we definitely have a second interview tomorrow at WABE. This episode is very late in the day, again, because you are sitting at home and you're waiting for people to leave. But you know what? You're here, you're not queer, but you're doing this. This is The Application. Enjoy it, people. Welcome back to The Application. I'm your host, Chad White, and this is the only podcast where I sit down in front of a microphone and I say, hey, WABE, I think I'd be good at this podcasting gig that you have here. Now, of course, I understand it's not a hosting gig. It's a producing gig. Yes, I get that. But hear me out. This voice, so silky, so smooth, so comfortable. It makes you want to loosen up and enjoy what you have right in front of you. Yes, it is me. I'm your host, Chad White. This is the only podcast uh, that pertains to my resume and getting a job at a place that I've always wanted to get a job at. I'm thinking of back to uh, I'm thinking of back thinking of back. I'm thinking of back to Tuesday, Monday, when I had this interview on the WABE and it was 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to recount everything I, I, that I, you can go back four episodes and listen to that episode or three episodes, excuse me. But I'm thinking back, thinking back to when I had that interview. And one thing I said, I'm see, I, I'm doing that thing where you overthink the things that you said. And now that I've had this nice long bath where I soaked my muscles from a, a hard day of working out, I'm, I'm wondering, did I explain too much? Did I give too much of myself out? Was I too, was I cocky? Who knows? I don't even know. And we're only three minutes into the show. (laughs) And I've got at least 17 more to go. (laughs) I'm so excited because next week Conan is going to be in Atlanta and hopefully I'll be able to see him. Now I wanted to get front row tickets. Of course, uh, I have not had uh, any extra funds in the past few weeks in order to get front row tickets. But there are still several tickets left for the balcony. So I'll be bringing my binoculars. And I do have binoculars. Would it be weird if I showed up to a show? I think he's at the Fox or Tabernacle. I want to say the Fox. Would it be weird if I showed up to the show and I had a pair of binoculars? And they had and I, I was they were in their own carrying case because I do have those. <laughs> But it's like it's not a case. It's just like a really crappy bag. This is a show where I sit down in front of a microphone and I I tell WABE why I'll be good why I'll be good at this position. 
but here's the thing. I'm in this a very odd space right now where I don't know what's going to happen at the second interview. I don't know what, what I could, what could possibly be covered because I've never had a second interview. It's always been one interview and not get the job or the seven times has been, Hey, let's get you a job. But six of those were restaurants, <laughs> restaurants or apps or something like that. Or like store Publix. I worked at Publix when I was in, uh, when I was in high school and, but I played football and I ran track so I could only work there on the weekends, essentially. Uh, sometimes they would have me come in at like seven o'clock from like seven to 10 during the week sometimes. And I never understood that. My mom did not care. <laughs> she was like, you go make that money. <laughs> You know, that's uh, the sweet bagging money. And I never, if you can hear me, if you can hear echo right now, it's cause I'm in my bathroom. It's the only safe place I have, but I guarantee my neighbors can hear me cause it is very loud in here. And I think they I have a Google home in here. Uh, okay. Google say hi. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> oh God. That was a waste of 10 seconds. But I have a Google Home in here and I listen to music in the shower and it plays NPR. Oh, there you go. That was that was not a seriously. It plays NPR on my routines. I can go uh, hot word. I'm not going to say it because it'll wake up. I'll go Google. Uh, good morning. And then I'll go. Good morning, Chad. Here the weather is 64 degrees. You have nothing on your calendar. Typical. <laughs> Here's the latest news. From up first NPR, <laughs> then it goes the daily and then it goes ESPN or something like that. I try to mix in all sports and stuff. What was I talking about before? Oh, so Publix. And I remember working there and there was this one time, a lot of crappy stuff happened when I was at Publix. But one time I, so I had like, so I've mentioned this before, I've had a very crappy Mustang and a very crappy Honda Civic. When I was in high school, I had the Mustang, 99 Mustang, uh, the windows, you had to roll the windows down yourself. Uh, they, someone put an after, whoever had it before me, put an aftermarket stereo in there. So not, not speakers again. So this is twice this has happened in two, two of my original cars are written, uh, a new sta- a newer stereo. And by newer, I mean, you know, you could plug in an aux jack and then, <laughs> and then, uh, no speakers. So, uh, uh, I, so I would have to change, like the tires were crappy and I have to change the tires periodically. Like they would just be the worst tires in the world, not to change them periodically. Uh, and I mean, you know, and that's that's one of the cars. Both the Honda Civic and the Mustang both had coolant issues, so I learned how to you know change the uh, the coolant and the and you know patch holes and all that stuff and fix hoses and whatnot. I mentioned that in the last episode, I believe. And one time, this lady, this woman, her car in the back of the parking lot, she got, I think she got a flat tire and she didn't know how to change a tire. And, uh, you know, I'd been changing tires on that Mustang all year long. And I said, oh, I can help you out. And I spent maybe 20 minutes outside changing a tire. And the lady, you know, she tipped me. We're not supposed to take tips. Uh, I often took tips. I have another story for that one in a second. 
but I took, but she, she tipped me and I was like, Oh, cool. That's, that's fine. You know, or I would have done the same for anybody or you'd have done the same for me anyway. Something like that. And then I go inside and my manager comes up to me and goes, and just, uh, just this big old portly dude named Chris, you know, a crap with these thin little glasses. And he's like, and he, We'll say, hold on, hold on. I'll finish the story first. And he goes, where were you, Chad? And I was like, I go, I was outside helping a lady change her tire. It was pretty cool. It was, it's really hot outside. He's like, we needed your help bagging. <laughs> and I, 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 the only way I could smile was I was helping this lady change her tire. I mean, that's what we're supposed to do, help customers. And he got, he was mad at me. And he just, he waddled on off to the office or to do whatever, probably eat a sandwich or something. And, uh, that same guy, I remember very specifically two, two very strange things. He, uh, one time he was talking, he was talking to me and he was telling me how to, to bag like soda or something like that. Cause some lady had like three bottles of Mountain Dew or something. And she also bought a bag of ice uh, or no, no, she bought three bottles of Mountain Dew and then she bought like some ice cream or something, something cold, stuff that is cold. And he goes, well, you bag the, you bag the, the warm stuff with the, with that stuff and then the cold stuff with the cold stuff. So it keeps it cold. You know, the, you know, Chad, if you, if you, you know, if you put something cold with something warm, uh, you know, the reason why it gets, uh, warm, you know, why reason why the thing uh, melts. And I go, I go, I, I don't know. He goes, well, it's because I, <laughs> It's because the warm thing is sucking the cold out of it. So it's warming up the thing and it's not, it's not a, the cold thing's not chilling the stuff around it. And I go, Oh, I knew that. And he goes, well, you're one of the few people I did. <laughs> I didn't care about that guy. He also, very same guy that took me and this uh, other girl who was a bagger as well, who advanced to cashier very quickly. And I was so mad. I was so jealous. I was like, how did, how did, how she get to be a cashier? <laughs> But he also took me and this girl to, uh, we were, they would do like secret shoppers with their younger people and they would, and we would go to a different Publix and we would buy alcohol. We'll try to buy alcohol. And, uh, and he did that twice to us. And that was, I mean, it was fun to get out of the store and still get paid, but it was so stupid. I hate it so much. I love shopping at Publix. I hated working there. A really unflattering uniform, black pants, green shirt. I still have it too. I still have it in my closet right now. I have two uh, green shirts that I could put on right now and go to Publix. And, and I have a name tag. I have a couple name tags and nobody would even bat an eye. Nobody would bat an eye. <laughs> Joker. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, oh, another story about me getting tipped at Publix. Uh, one time, this is this infuriates me to this day. Uh, so we're not supposed to, you know, we're not supposed to take tips. Uh, the rule is, I think in the handbook, after three no's, you just take it and then you just leave. But I would just, I would do it after like one no. I would go, no, it's fine, and they go, here, take it, and I would go, uh, you know, <laughs> just take it. Uh, shut up, Mr. Publix. Make me wear that unflattering uniform uh, on my very flattering 17 year old body. <laughs> Please don't arrest me. I walked this lady out with her and uh, she had she had a, a couple of 
packages of water and, and her groceries and stuff. So I walk her out and you're supposed to always offer to walk people out. You're supposed to, this is again, what Chris told me. You're supposed to, uh, when you're done bagging the stuff, you get behind the shopping cart, you get behind the shopping cart, you put your hands on there and then you go, can I walk you out? <laughs> you look them in the eye, let me walk you out. You know, no matter if the, if the cashier needs help and they almost always do. And the person says no most of the time, especially if you look them in the eye and say, can I walk you out? Let me walk you out. Say it twice like that. It's succession. Succession uh, on HBO. Season one was phenomenal. <laughs> really dating this podcast <laughs> for the future people that are going to listen to this. Right. <laughs> so I, 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 I take this lady out I take her out. You know, I take ladies out all the time. No, I take her, I take her car out to her car. She's parked in a handicapped spot. She has one of those Mercedes, uh, SUVs. And I'm just painting a picture for you. It's a sunny day outside. Pop open the trunk and I put the stuff away. I'm taking the car back and she's handing me $5 and I go, no, no, it's fine. She goes, she goes, no, no, take it, take it. And I go, no, no, no. I'm really, I, I don't like, this is one of the times, one of the few times where I go, no, no, it's fine. I really don't want it. And then she, cause you know, she's parked in a handicapped spot and I just, I'm not trying to take a, a handicapped money. That sounded horrible. <laughs> After this bath, I am Lucy and Goosey. And she kept offering. And the third time she goes, you, she looks me dead in the eye. She goes, you work at Publix. And what I, what I should have said, quoting my favorite comedian of all time, Mike Rabiglia, what I should have said was, yeah, so it's a job. I'm 17. <laughs> I'm pulling my weight. I'm doing my best. What I did was I snatched the $5 and I stormed off. I didn't even say thank you. I was so angry to have this woman look down on me like that. It's crazy. I bet she's, she's one of those people that sees a homeless person, doesn't even look them in the eye. I don't have money, but I can at least treat them like a human being. It was very rude what she did. And I, I, I was about to say something really bad. <laughs> I'm not going to put that on, on tape. This is tape. This is digital tape. Another time that Publix was uh, that Publix was located next to a derelict Home Depot and I was sent out on a very slow day. I was sent out to find carts, uh, Publix carts that were, you know, just all around. So I was so one I walk all the way around to this Home Depot, which is I mean, this is in the suburbs. So I wouldn't really call it blocks, but it was it was far from the public store which is too far. <laughs> if I couldn't see the store, it was too far. I walked all the way around and, uh, it wasn't scary. It was during the day. And, you know, I just, I, I found, I did find a cart and I wrote it. I, I, I did the thing where you just push it and you ride on the back of it. That was a good time. That was one good time I had at Publix. I used to, when I was there in high school, I used to, there, there were, I mean, it being a Publix, the only thing I could have eaten a sandwich at Publix for lunch. I could have had anything else, but I went to Burger King and McDonald's a lot, man. And I, that was too much for me. I remember the day I stopped eating fast food. I was in Chattanooga and I was looking for an apartment for my junior year. And, uh, I was dating this girl and my phone was acting up. 
And this is because I remember I specifically remember I was dating this girl because the next day she broke up with me over text. And uh, oh no, not the next day because my phone had been broken and she had broken up with me and I'd gotten like all of her text messages all at once the next day when I went to Sprint. Oh my God. What a, uh, me during me using Sprint. Ugh. I have Google Fi now, so I think they're calling it Google Fi. It's called Project Fi, but I saw they changed the name. Maybe who knows? Who cares? No one, no one knows what Google Fi is. They have they use the radio towers for U.S. cellular, uh, T-Mobile, and Sprint, but it's all under them, and you can only use Google phones, and that's what I do. So anyway, uh, and I remember I was I, I was in Chattanooga, and I was driving back home. So it was like a day trip for me. I was going there looking for apartments, and then coming back to Atlanta. And I, there's not, I, I didn't have any money. And the only, the only thing that was, that's in Chattanooga that was open, it was raining really hard. I went to McDonald's and I had a very bad meal during a very bad day. And I just drove home and I thought, this is disgusting. I'm never going to eat here again. And that was in July of 2013. I want to say it was like, it was close to 4th of July. I don't know. I don't care. But it was July of 2013 and I haven't had fast food since. I also weigh 169 pounds, so <laughs> that's a great weight. I'm a child. <laughs> what other work stories do I have? <laughs> there was one time I was serving at a restaurant, I believe, uh, oof, boy, going into my sophomore year of college, I was home uh, in Atlanta for the summer, and I got a job at a restaurant called Nine Street Kitchen in Roswell, Georgia on Canton Street. Canton Street, if you don't know, is a very long street where a bunch of uh, over a bunch of privileged white people go to feel good about themselves, to shop and to drink and to be belligerent. Uh, That is there's no joke there. It's very true. I've lived there for uh, 17 years, so I know. So. Uh, I was working at this this restaurant, and one t- and there's there's this guy that was they had like they have this the outdoor seating encompassed uh, outdoor tables as well as a lawn, so you could put down a blanket and then you could sit there and eat like a crappy little picnic. The food was garbage. <laughs> the food was disgusting. That's why it closed down and turned into a barbecue restaurant. This guy was sitting, this guy and his wife, this man is this man and this woman, husband and wife, they were sitting on the lawn and one of the servers was serving them. And then the, the server comes back in and he goes, uh, you guys, uh, I think that looks really familiar outside. And so then, you know, a couple of people <laughs> try to make their way, go see. And they go, yeah, that guy's really familiar. And he goes, I think it was in Jurassic Park. Who was he? We, and we couldn't figure out who he was. And then I served them their food so I could get a look. Look the guy in the face. I and we smile, share a nice smile. I go, okay, cool. Come back inside. I go, I don't know who that was. <laughs> uh, the next day, I come into work, and on the wall is hanging a signed menu. The menu was in paper and it was on a clipboard. All the menus were in paper and on clipboards. A signed menu, which made for it was just unhygienic because there was food on like a lot of them and it was disgusting. On the menu was his name signed, Bruce Greenwood. And I go, Bruce Greenwood, (laughs) character actor, Bruce Greenwood. 
He's a terrific actor. You should definitely check out his movies. Uh, let's see what he was in. There was one movie that he was in this, I think, a year ago, two years ago, maybe. And he was sleeping. And again, I promise you this show is a res- is a part of my resume. <laughs> what was the movie called? He's in a lot of stuff. He's in The Resident. He's in 21 episodes of The Resident. He's in Kingsman, The Golden Circle as a president of the United States. He's in American Crime Story, the Versace, the Versace episode. What is the movie I'm thinking about? He was tied up by his wife on the bed and then he was killed. And then his wife spends the rest of the movie trying to, I don't know what the movie's called because I can't find it. It's very odd. This makes for great hashtag content (laughs) for anybody listening to this. Is it called Home? No, it's not. We'll figure it out. Who cares? Gerald's Game. That's what it's called. Gerald's Game. His wife is tied up and then he has a heart attack. And then she spends the rest of the movie trying to uh, get out of her because they're, they're role playing or something. That was a good movie. I like that movie. Very enjoyable movie. So what was I talking about? So that, that was the time I served Bruce Greenwood. <laughs> There's that. That was also, that was a restaurant. I think that was my first restaurant experience. And I, the first time I served there, that was one of the jobs where I, I went there. I said, Hey, can I have a job? And they're like, let's interview you. They, and I sat down that same day. Uh, you ever served before? No. Like, well, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're hired. <laughs> and I remember the very first day that I worked there, I, well, no, no, you train for like a week or whatever. And then, and then the very first day I served, I walked away with what happens is you get you on your credit card receipts, your cash receipts. Well, no, no, no. Your credit card receipts. Who cares about the cash? The cash is yours. You don't have to claim that. And I don't care what anybody tells you. I never claim that on my taxes. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I did. I did. Don't come after me. Tax people. I have $0. You can see my bank account. The, so I, so I had, uh, so the credit card tips were like 90 bucks during the summer day. That was the summer and on can street insane, uh, during a summer day. And then I remember I drove back home and I had $60 in my, that like 60 extra dollars. Like they give you the, they give you the, this is one of those restaurants that give you the cash at the end of the night. I worked at a restaurant that didn't give you the cash at the end of the night and it pissed me off so much. Anyway, uh, it pissed everybody off. So that, so I, I, so I go back home and I notice I have 60 extra dollars and I go, Oh, wait a minute. I have $150. Doesn't make sense. I, and then I go all the way back to the restaurant and I go up to the manager and I go, Hey, Hey man, I got this extra 60 bucks. I'm sorry. I forgot it. He goes, no, that's yours. That's the cash you got. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, you're a good guy for coming back for that. I don't want to be blamed. The last thing I want to be blamed for is for stealing something from some white people. And again, I love white women. They are my third favorite type of woman to date. So this is not race. They're not a race thing, <laughs> even though it sounds like a race thing. 
that very same restaurant bought the, I guess the flower shop behind them. And they turned that into an extension of the restaurant, but it was, it was, it was like 40 feet away. It was a separate entity itself at its own bar and like three tables in there. And if you got put in there, it was the worst because you had to walk the food over there. Uh, it was, it was not made to be, it was like half storage too. It was not made to be part of the restaurant. But that was also a restaurant that was horribly, it wasn't understaffed, but they were underprepared for most things because it was small. And then they would have all these parties on a Saturday night. And then, you know, we'd have a hundred people there and then 10 servers, but the food wouldn't come out quick. The drinks would be made, you know, poorly and all this stuff. And, and then I remember that was one of the times, one of the only times that I was made to cry by another adult. And that, this guy had like the drinks were coming out slow and I was trying to help people out. And my friend's parents were there and, I, and they and they they understood the, the struggle because they've been in that restaurant before. And this guy was just hounding me and hounding me saying, our drinks aren't coming out. This is, this is BS and blah, blah, blah. And our food is bad and blah, blah, just screaming at me. And I was just like my heart. I just, I understand what anxiety attacks are, <laughs> even though I make fun of people with anxiety all the time because it's a fake thing. I <laughs> understand. <laughs> Don't come at me, please. I understand what they are because I, my, my entire chest constricted and I was breathing short breaths and I, and I just started welling up with tears and then this uh, other guy at a different table who I was serving, he noticed it and he comes up behind me and he's just like, Hey man, it's cool. And he just walked me back to the restaurant. He's like, don't worry about that guy. The guy's a jerk and uh, you're doing a great job. This, this restaurant just sucks. You're better than them. Blah, blah, blah. And he hands me 20 bucks. <laughs> it was so nice of him to do that. That was one of those nights. It was a bad night, but I made decent money because people felt so sorry for me. I was also one of the, uh, there was also a restaurant where I had like a carrot, like a ghost pepper peanut for the first time and I didn't feel it. And now I think that I am too powerful for spicy stuff. And then I go to a Mexican restaurant and I have something that's slightly spicy and it burns my butt for a day. <laughs> burns my butt. <laughs> Welcome. Okay, so this is the end of this episode. Uh, I got to put this out. Listen, if you like what you heard here, why don't you head on over to cpluscomedy.com where there's going to be hopefully a new interview coming up next week. Uh, I'm doing it tomorrow after my interview for WAB, <laughs> which you could also hopefully tomorrow, this tomorrow will be the last episode of the application. Please, God, let it be. <laughs> I can tell me, tell just please. I want to get this job. I want to stop doing this show. <laughs> I'm running out of ideas. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so I recorded too long and the recorder stopped. Let's see if it saved. I'm going to be so mad if it didn't. Yeah, maybe it did. All right, so anyway. <laughs> do this all on here. So if you like what you heard here, head on to supercomedy.com. This is where that podcast, this po th that's where this podcast lives as well as, um, uh, the constitutionals podcast, which is a weekly audio diary. I was watching, I was listening to it earlier today and I heard myself call the constitutionals, the application, and it is, it's too much work I'm doing for no return. <laughs> Hopefully one of them will get me a job.
And uh, there's also a video component for the Constitutionals, and that lives on youtube.com slash C plus comedy. That's also where the premiere show for news to, uh, for C plus comedy lives, and that's called News Time. It's a wonderful show. It's a weekly entertainment news show that uh, does investigative journalism, I guess, of sorts into one topic and or one to two topics, sometimes three. And it's really interesting. And I really love the show, no matter how much I say I hate making this stuff. Pardon me. Oh my gosh. That was a weird hiccup. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. If you want to see my portfolio, head on over to chadcwhite.myportfolio.com and you can see most of the stuff I've written. Plus I have a bunch of scripts. So if you are an executive for Hulu, Paramount Network, Netflix, AMC, FX, ABC. I don't want to do broadcast. I want to do broadcast, but I don't have any ideas for broadcast right now. Uh, If you're a streamer or a cabler, you get at me, baby. Thank you for listening. I very much appreciate it. You're the best. I love you. I'm not vamping for the end song to start. Here we go. This is it. Goodbye.